0: Listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone, it's your
1: daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 21st of March 2022. Later, oil prices are rising, the petrol price hitting a record high around Australia. More on that soon. But first, let's start with cryptocurrencies. And the government has published a paper that explores a new regulatory frame framework for cryptos like Bitcoin. And it includes a focus on tax, investor protections and oversight for digital banks and exchange What does this all mean? Well, for the headlines, Cassandra Baines spoke more with technology professor at Swinburne, Dimitrios Salampasis.
2: So we're looking into three um, interventions here. The first one is a a consultation paper by the Treasury, which is uh, on a licensing framework for um, exchanges and also a a custody regime for uh, digital assets. That's the first one, Uh, digital assets slash crypto. The second one is another uh, consultation coming, uh, is, is a terms of reference, actually, coming from the Council of Financial Regulators and the ACCC, the Australian uh, Competition and Consumer uh, Commission. There, the, we're looking into examining the debanking in the digital um, assets. Uh, there has been a lot of issues with debunking in the past, with uh, crypto-related business models not being able to access financial services because of the risks associated, and, and financial institutions not very much being willing to have any kind of uh, business relationship with either individuals or also institutions. And the third one is also within the Treasury and the Board of Taxation. Um, Here we're looking into taxation of digital transactions and assets. So basically, how do we actually properly tax crypto? Uh, This also is related to uh, one of the recommendations of the BRAC committee uh, in terms of the overall digital token mapping, in, in because as you probably know, tokens can have different rights and can have different uh, natures. So this particular mapping will help us understand what is the purpose of each of these type of tokens and in which kind of current or foreseen uh, regulatory provision if they would they would fall. And this uh, is expected to happen by the end of 2022. So it's all around, you know, uh, protecting consumers, opening up innovation. And I think it was very straightforward by both Senator Hume and Senator Bragg that they want to put together uh, a new fuel in the economy. We see that we are moving into um, a digital ownership economy with the rise of NFTs, with the rise of the metaverse, the Web3, the the, the new world around decentralized applications. So it's really around creating a pathway, which is also making Australia competitive as an economy. And I think it's going to be one of the first countries that we're we're going to have a solid regulatory framework. Bear in mind that also the US, a couple of weeks ago, uh, President Biden put together an executive order to the U.S. Treasury and other regulatory bodies to look into the space as a whole. So at the same time, as you're probably also aware, there, uh, we're looking into the broader Digital, digital Services Act. This is what uh, Senator Bragg mentioned uh, today. And also, uh, one last thing that is happening is the um, Department of the Prime Minister, there is a consultation paper on positioning Australia as a leader in digital economy regulation. So they're currently, they're asking submissions, which will end, I think, on April 22nd. So all these things, I think, come together uh, in, in the right moment when we see such a massive growth of the sec- of, of the whole market. Uh, we're, we're looking into... Uh, one hundred and thirty-two percent globally, the market valuation. So, lots and lots of people are exploring, especially the younger generations. We're looking into a new suite of investors, millennials, and all these people are crying for for proper regulation.
1: Are they though? Because I thought one of the um, interests in Bitcoin investing for a lot of people is that you know it's not ruled by the government. This is a, an alternative that they can invest in that's mm. that's away from that. So, how do you think a lot of people react yeah. to this?
2: I, I see your point, and we actually saw this with uh, the calls from different countries to put to, to when it comes to the sanctions in Russia and the, and the whole conversation around how could, for example, Russia utilize cryptocurrency for circumventing such sanctions. Look, I, I, I think there is always there there are always going to be voices that they f- believe that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all the other and decentralized finance in general is totally unregulated, is totally driven by egalitarian purposes. Um, I I want to believe that we need solid regulation because this will help actually make crypto assets innovation go mainstream. And I think we're still in a world where the two worlds, decentralized worlds and centralized worlds, they they need to coexist. And in order to to coexist, we need channels and pathways for communication. And the only way to do that is through regulation compliance. We've seen in the past lots of money having been lost. Uh, There is a lot of hype still. So all all these things, I think, they need proper regulation and also need proper talent. I mean, most of tax tax experts here don't understand how to tax crypto. We have accountants who don't who don't understand how to consider crypto as part as part of accounting standards. We have investors that, that change a lot in terms of valuations or the risk approach in companies that invest or or hold crypto as part of their assets portfolio. So all these things, all these all these require clarity, and I think. Clarity will bring also competition and will bring also growth in the economy as a whole.
1: That's Cassandra Bain there speaking with Dmitry oselen from Swinburne University. Now to the Australian share market, which started strongly but then lost ground towards lunchtime as investors look towards the US futures and fears about Ukraine. The S&P A6200 down 0.2%, 7278 For more, I spoke earlier with Elio D'Amato from Daylight Financial.
0: Well, we opened up strongly because the US saw its best weekly gain since 2020. But then throughout the trading day, we saw things like oil return to its positive trajectory. We saw US futures point uh, downward for tonight's session. And, of course, the stepped-up level of hostilities in the Ukraine uh, all weighed on sentiment and really took some of the uh, steam out of the uh, initial stages of the market, which finished relatively
1: Now, on Ukraine, how concerned are you about the war, apart, obviously, from the human toll? Because it's adding to inflation, isn't it?
0: Yeah, other than the disastrous human toll, really, the general focus really is on inflation and what could come about due to the massive global disruption to supply chains that we're witnessing. I mean, while the virtues of globalization were the mantra we all learned in Economics 101. They relied on the seamless transfer of resources. And Without anything but even before the Ukraine crisis, so therefore inflation remains the biggest overall factor that the world is really concerned about, or the investing world, I should say. However, that said, um, if you had an inflation uh, uh, on a whiteboard somewhere in a Venn diagram, I can assure you the conflict in the Ukraine is definitely attached to it. Uh, it's all part of the story, which um, yeah is really going to be the thematic of 2020, I'd just 22.
1: The other key thing is that oil price. We've seen it rise again today. Why? Do you see it remaining elevated? And what's the fallout, the economic or markets fallout as a result?
0: Yeah, it's been a real roller coaster ride for oil. I mean, we started the month with a 20% rise and then subsequent to that, we then had a 20% pullback to end up right back where we started. And, and since then, price is now up uh, 10% too. Levels, I think, are, are relatively fair given the current uh, global circumstances that we see Ourselves playing in. I mean, reasons for the uh, rally extend to the well, even before the Ukraine crisis, to the pace of uh, global COVID recovery, which was uh, gathering momentum, and therefore the demand for oil was quite strong. Um, obviously, what's occurring in the Ukraine is likely to impact European supplies, and that shortfall needs to be met somewhere. Um, and uh, OPEC, who, despite making a uh, you know a number of token output increased gestures, is Really, not motivated to lift production sufficiently, Uh, particularly when you look at something like Aramco, who uh, yesterday, the Saudi Arabian oil giant, uh, increased their profit to 110 billion US dollars, which was a 124% increase on the prior year, um, obviously benefiting from the strong oil price. So the impacts are very obvious. What it does to inflation, that key thematic we talked about that 's uh, likely to uh, uh, play out quite significantly it's such oil and energy is such a key input into everything we do in our daily lives. we just don 't have the means available to su- surpass or supplant that um, supply uh, in an immediate term yes we 've got longer term growth objectives, but in the near term, in the immediate you know at the coal phase, pardon the pun, uh, we really need that supply to come online right now and And that's only going to come to the highest bidder, unfortunately, which means, again, it's going to be a contributor to inflation. But as for oil prices, I dare suggest we will likely see at the very least that they'll remain above $100 a barrel for quite some time yet. And notwithstanding that the world is rushing ahead of itself in order to gain uh, future supply and bring it upstream as quickly as possible, particularly in countries like the US and even here in Australia, there is going to be a shortfall gap which needs to be uh, filled. So, therefore... I think the bias is definitely on the upside when it comes to the price of oil at least for the next three months.
1: And at the same time we've seen the Australian dollar remain elevated around 74 US, a two percent gain year to date making it the largest up, uh, or big, largest gain of the group of ten currencies. Why? Because this is all connected to not only the currencies but it has an implication on where the petrol price is in Australia.
0: Yeah, look, currency is now very important as an indicator to watch uh, at the minute. I mean, the Aussie's been strengthening on account of the globe's insatiable thirst for our commodities, of course. However, it's always a delicate balance when it comes to the impacts of such global events. I mean, I would have to say that at the minute, I prefer a relatively strong Aussie dollar. Um, While under normal circumstances, this impacts the ability of our businesses to export goods overseas, at the minute, the demand for all metals from iron ore to tin is, well, really uh, incredibly strong and unlikely to diminish in the near term. Plus, other commodities like wheat and fertilizer, where we know there is a global shortage of these too, well, they will likely uh, see demand unaffected on account of a rising Aussie dollar. Why it's important is because a rising Aussie dollar will go a long way to insulating us from some of the cost of rising oil because the uh, price of a barrel of oil is priced in US dollar terms. So if our dollar strengthens, then effectively we have to give less of our dollar away to buy the equivalent of one barrel of oil. Um, So yes, at the moment, from the price of oil, it's working in our favor. Um, It works in our favor when it comes to importing other goods um, like electronics and the like, but it does impact our ability to export. However, we're in this unique situation where really it doesn't matter what price we slap on something, they're going to export our resources anyway, so we're in a unique position where we can actually support a stronger Aussie dollar.
1: Earlier, Demato there from Daylight Financial.
0: This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.